Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, MicroStrategy and Bitcoin back in the news, Binance and Tesla, and we have Cosmos 101. That's today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, April 12th, first day of Ramadan, 2021. Happy Ramadan to everybody who celebrates. And this is going to be a big week in the crypto space. Not because of Ramadan, but because of the Coinbase direct listing on the 14th, which is in two days from now, Wednesday. We're going to see, finally, one, the valuation, two, what happens when it goes and starts getting listed, and three, what it's going to do to the Bitcoin price. Speaking of Bitcoin prices, let's get into that. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 10.50 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $60,182, up 1.3% in 24. While Ethereum is at $2,142, up 0.6%. Binance, wow, wow. 573.20, up 21% in 24. That's a seven day of 60% up. XRP is at number four at $1.37, up 2.2%. Tether's at number five at $1, obviously. That was, I just kept on just reading. I didn't even think Tether, of course it's at a dollar. And Cardano, $1.29, up 3.5%. Total market cap, we're at $2.08 trillion, almost at that 2.1, with a BTC dominance of 54.2%. And in our main conversation today, we welcome on Peng Jong, the CEO and president of Tendermint, to give us Cosmos 101. Enjoy. Peng, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Matthew. Happy to be here. First of all, I really like your mic. Is that the SM7B? It looks a little smaller than mine. It is the SM7B. It is. It's Well, it's, it seems a little bit more compact. Well, it looks great. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe it's Think, the angle. It must be the <laughs> angle. Thank you very much for coming on the show. But today we're talking about Cosmos. 101, the internet of blockchains. Tell me, origin story and what is Cosmos? So origin story. Origin story is that we came up with this idea in about 2015. So, you know, we didn't come out of nowhere. We've been building this thing for a long time. Uh, As people have been building blockchains, you know, as we've seen the rise of Ethereum in, in 2014 and up until now, we're realizing that we need a way to create and build value across chains. So that's what Cosmos is. It's the bridger of all chains. And we hope to bring all blockchains together and transfer so, value with each other. So I- explain that to me. What does the bridger of all chains mean? Right. So we have this protocol that we've been building that uh, reached 1.0 earlier this year. And that has just been enabled at the end of March. And this is a, a protocol called IBC, the Inter-Blockchain Communication Protocol. And it's uh, easily implemented across most chains and allows you to take data, information from one chain, pass it to another, all permissionlessly. And so how would you do that? Because like different chains use different coding language and they have different value. Like what, what are you passing? Just data? Are you also passing value? And how do you have that communication between these chains? Yeah, so it's communication, but at the same time, it's a, it's a way of, of locking and unlocking tokens. 
like sort of escrow on escrow. So what happens is on a chain that enables IBC, you know, you lock your tokens into escrow and you send a message to another blockchain. And on the other blockchain it says that, hey, blockchain A has locked these tokens, please unlock them on blockchain B and they get unlocked on blockchain B. So that's how the system works. So, uh, so I'm gonna. I just want to dumb this down just a little bit more. Uh, so let's just use, let's say, Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain for an example, if that's mm -hmm. okay. And say Ethereum has one ETH right now, it's two thousand dollars, and that would be about, let's just call it ten. Um, no, actually, it would be about five BNB today. Uh, so, how would that work? Would you say, hey, this uh, that this ETH here is one ETH is here is two thousand uh, dollars. Please unlock this and give them five BNB. Was that was that what you're saying? No, so you're not doing an exchange, but you're doing like a, an IOU, essentially. Like saying, it's like saying one ETH will be locked on ETH 1.0. And now on you know Binance Smart Chain, you got one ETH coming from ETH 1.0. Does that make sense? Of course, both ETH and, uh, and BSC don't use IBC right now, uh, but chains that do use it um, and can use it are four out of the top 25 right now. So that's Binance Coin, that's uh, Terra, that's Crypto.com Coin, that's Cosmos Hub, Adam. Those are all chains built on the SDK that enables you to use IBC. Got it. And I apologize I didn't use examples that you are using right now. I uh, just you know, spitballing. I'm spitballing. Um, yeah, no worries. Like, um, you know, we're we're working on improving our marketing, but for the most part, you know, we're super excited about IBC. You know, with with Terra going on board with IBC, uh, I think in May, and with the Cosmos app already enabling IBC, end of March. You know, we have two really big chains that are going to be able to swap tokens with each other. By swap, I mean from from one address on one chain to one address on another chain, not like swap for different tokens. Understood. So, a couple more questions about this. What do you see the uh, application for Cosmos in the future? Like, how do you see this in like a bigger picture of blockchain is now integrated with everything, and Cosmos is kind of like now swapping chains with all yeah, the things that sure. are happening. Yeah, sure. So, the example that you brought up earlier where you mentioned swapping like one ETH for, you know, five uh, BSC is exactly, you know, the first use case that we have for IBC. So why connect blockchains together? Well, you can send tokens to other chains, but, you know, that's great. They're other, other chains, you can't do anything with them. But uh, one of the first applications we have for IBC is called the Gravity Dex. So it's going on the Cosmos chain, it's going on the Atom chain, and this will allow you to exchange tokens, cross-chain tokens via like a Uniswap-like uh, AMM exchange. Also for the farmers out there, you can create liquidity pools between cross-chain tokens now on the Gravity Dex. I'm just looking at your website right now and I'm looking at all the, the things you're saying with the liquidity and, and, and what have you um, and, swap, and swapping tokens. Do you, is this also going to be for data? Because, you know, look, for example, I was just talking to a company uh, yesterday and they're on the show today and they're talking about making the, the protocol for, say, big banks and uh, what kind of TPS. They're like talking, you know, 500,000 TPS to transact all this different data and stuff. Do you think that you're going to be there, too? And also, um, and let's just start with that. Do you think you're going to be in that kind of situation as well? To banks and, you know, reconciling uh, differences between this bank using this uh, protocol and this bank using this protocol? Oh, yeah. We're, we're looking into it, right? Obviously, we encourage every bank to use IBC because we think that, you know, no matter how many TPS a single blockchain can do, you know, it can only be approved if you have another duplicate blockchain next to it. And what's the best way to get them to, you know, sync up at regular intervals? Well, that's through, you know, IBC itself. So we see a future where every bank will have its own blockchain, you know, and bigger banks will have hundreds of blockchains themselves that communicate with each other when needed. So that's how we solve scalability, you know, through this idea of sharding and not through extreme amounts of TPS. 
Understood, understood. And and my last question is more of an American centric question. Um, when it comes to like what Americans can trade or or you know hodl in the platforms that we can use, we're kind of limited. We have Coinbase, we have Binance.us, we have uh, FTX US, but we're also limited on on the coins. And some coins and some companies are off limits to us. I mean, thank you for the Dex and allows us to swap, but it's not really legal or kosher. How do you kind of like? plan to negotiate, say, something that's an inaccessible for an American citizen, yet is able to be swapped using your protocol and the liability that that might cause? Yeah. So everything that we do is entirely permissionless, right? So that means the people who build the protocol, the people who run the chains, right? It's really up to them and up to their local jurisdictions as to what they're allowed to trade. What Cosmos does allow is for Americans to trade all of these tokens. In fact, we have an upcoming Ethereum bridge, right? That will bring all of Ethereum tokens into Cosmos, do this interchain exchange, even bring in, you know, BTC down the road. You know, we're not here to solve legal problems for people. It's it's a way to encourage as many people around the world as possible to participate in an interchain economy. So basically, we're not telling you to break laws, essentially. So, so basically, you're saying you you made the tool. It's a wrench. We're not telling you that you, you need to hit something with a wrench or turn something with a wrench. It's just a wrench. You decide how you're going to use it. Yeah. No, it's not even a wrench. We provide the plans for a wrench and you can build <laughs> the plans it yourself. For a wrench. Got it. <laughs> That's for the developers out there. But for the users out there, obviously, you know, there's tokens that are traded on American exchanges. The Atom is on Coinbase, you know, and uh, once you get, you know, a token that will arrive through IBC, you know, it could be ETH, could be an ERC-20 token, you're able to exchange that for almost anything else you want under the sun. That's the eventual goal of Cosmos. Wonderful. Peng Jong, CEO and president of Tenderman, thank you for giving us Cosmos 101, and it was great to meet you. Thank you so much, Matthew. And moving into headlines. If you guys don't follow Plan B, you should. His stock-to-flow models are legendary. You can find him on Twitter at 100 trillion USD. Well, the reason why I'm mentioning him is not the legendary stock-to-flow models. It's because he posted an article the other day about Bitcoin mining's energy consumption. And it's a very long article, but it's a very in-depth article, probably one of the most in-depth articles that I've seen about the topic. And it had some bullet points here that I want to read for you, so you can maybe get inspired to go click the link in the show notes to go read the article for yourself. First bullet point, Bitcoin is a sediment-like system like Fedwire, not a payments aggregator like Visa. It uses energy to deliver that function independently of central authorities. Global energy production continues to rely on fossil fuels. However, cryptocurrency mining is a mobile and global system, consistently seeking out the cheapest available electricity, often stranded renewables. And finally, Bitcoin has a substantial role in both present and future in eliminating waste and load balancing power systems based on intermittent renewable energy. Interesting points, and they go in depth. I really recommend you clicking the link in the show notes and reading that through. MicroStrategy back in the news about Bitcoin because they're paying their board directors in Bitcoin. This is a modified compensation agreement for its directors that are classified as non-employees. These directors going forward will receive all fees for their services in Bitcoin instead of cash. In approving this change, the board directors cited their commitment to Bitcoin. And in that commitment, it's because of Bitcoin's ability to serve as a store of value. It's supported by a robust and public open source architecture, and it's untethered to any sovereign monetary policy. MicroStrategy is really doubling down. Crypto Exchange Binance has announced that it's launching zero-commission tradable stock tokens and is starting with Tesla. All stock tokens are going to be denominated, settled, and collateralized in Binance USD or BUSD. Moving forward, we're going to start referring to this as BST or Binance Stock Tokens. 
and the trading pair for Binance stock tokens and Tesla will be Binance USD and TSLA or Tesla. This trading started today and Binance stock tokens or BSTs are digital tokens that are backed by actual securities. So you're actually not buying the stock it seems, but it is backed by stocks that they actually own. So which one's gonna move first, Tesla or Binance? We can't go a day without NFT news, can we? I have two stories for you right here. The first one is a house in Germany is being sold as an NFT. This house is located in a small German village near Kassel and a short drive from Frankfurt. This NFT is being sold for, wait for it, $74,000 or 34F. The auction finishes on April 25th. It has no bid so far because it's kind of weird. Not only is the house a piece of shit, it needs a lot of renovation to be able to live there and live there comfortably. Well, even just live there. It's just a disaster. Click the links in the show notes. You'll see. You're not buying anything with the house. You're buying the NFT of the house, which unlocks the ability to buy the house. So you still have to buy the house. Not too sure how much the house is. It doesn't say in the article, but you buy the NFT to have the ability to buy the house. It seems like an extra step to just buying the house. I don't know. It probably will sell because the NFT space is absolutely crazy right now. And, well, why not just pay money for a house that you need to renovate? Continuing with the NFT news, Tops on Monday announced that it released a 2021 flagship baseball card collection as NFTs for the first time in a partnership with the MLB and MLB Players, Inc. And MLB Players, Inc. is a for-profit commercial arm of the MLB Players Association. These are the first MLB Major League Baseball, by the way, sanctioned NFTs. The Topps NFT series will go live on April 20th on the Wax blockchain. The Wax blockchain is the World Asset Exchange, which Topps used for its Garbage Pail Kids NFTs last month. So, NBA Top Shots, the NFL, and now Major League Baseball, the evolution of the collectible. And finally, Telegram is reportedly planning to go public in the next two years. That's a hard one to say. Reportedly planning to go public. Their valuation is estimated between 30 and $50 billion for a texting service. I mean, where do people get these valuations from? I mean, a lot of people are using them, but $50 billion? Anyway, according to reports, Telegram fares versus a direct listing on either the NASDAQ or the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deamer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. It helps us stay visible and it gives me feedback. You can always send me an email, matthewarren at decrypt.co. And don't forget to go to deamerforcongress.com. That's D-I-E-M-E-R for congress.com. Show your support. Blockchain advocates in Washington, D.C. Send me some money. Help me win this. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling.